हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे गुड मॉर्निंग टू श्री श्री राधा कल चंदी डम गुड मॉर्निंग टू ऑल ऑफ दिम्बल डिवोटीज ऑलवेज those that are seen those that are unseen with our material eyes we see with our spiritual eyes we see even better we're continuing to read from shrimad bhagavatam first canto chapter 15 text 21 and we are following along with the pastimes the many pastimes of the lord we have an opportunity to experience along with our assembled devotees with our historic family the leelas that took place when we were not in these particular bodies however who knows what bodies we were in at the time this took place over 5000 years ago and if that doesn't tell you anything at least think about it because if we were in some type of body or in some type of location over 5000 years ago that falls in line with the possibility that we can be reincarnated but i'm saying that to say that we've never just come on to the earth we've always been we always will be because we are part and parcel of the supreme personality of godhead we are continuing to follow the again pastimes as the pandavas retire timely in a timely fashion it is always the desire my humble desire as i'm reading to at least bring something to someone's attention that has an impact on them if not for today or later and hopefully for the rest of their lives which means that i must surrender 
whatever my thoughts are and whatever my plan is, to speak and ask my guru, my always diksha and siksha gurus, Mahaguru, to help guide me to say the things that will have, to say the words, the thoughts that will have an impact on someone. Because when we are giving something very special, and in this case priceless, there's no amount of money in any universe that can buy the knowledge that is in the scriptures. No amount of Lakshmi. When we are given this, it is our responsibility to, how do they say, pay it for, to pass it on to someone else. So that hopefully someone else will have the experience or similar experiences that we're having in getting to know our relationship with the Lord. Who we are, that is secondary, of course, because we know ultimately we're our children of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but in understanding why we've come to this material world and what the absolute truth is, once we discover these meaningful situations, understandings, stories, relationships, then hopefully we can exist in this material world until it is time for us to leave these material bodies. But always to be on an up note, before we read of the pastimes, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, we always like to start by singing a wonderful pastime that we must have with the Lord by singing Jayarada Madhava. Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Jai Gopi Janavala Ba Kiri Varadara 
Yashoranandana brajachara ranjanan Yamunatira vanachari Yamunatira vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava
Jaya Jaya Baladev 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 Jaya Jaya Baladev Jaya Jaya Subhadra 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 Jaya Jaya Subhadra Jaya Jaya Gornitai 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai Nitai Goro Haribol 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 Nitai Goro Haribol Nitai Goro Haribol 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 Nitai Goro Haribol It always remains a, a, a delight, an experience, always a learning experience in reading from the scriptures because you can never, ever, ever read it too many times because there are so many understandings that some of us miss the first time reading it, maybe the second time, the third time, but each time we're picking something up from the scriptures. And we're picking up knowledge. We're getting an education of our family history. And if we can keep that in mind, there's a very good possibility when we see the Examples that are set forward, the actions, the reactions, the subtle instructions, the obvious instructions, when we can see that and understand it, then there is absolutely hope, a great amount of hope for the human race. So, Canto 1. Chapter 15, text 21. And I must say before anything else, it, it, all, it is always a wonderful opportunity to have the association of the transcendental experience here, those that are unseen, those that come about each time the Vedas are read, those spirit souls that are Material eyes do not see. And with the understanding that everyone that is meant to hear this in person, not necessarily in flesh, is here. And it is an extreme opportunity to come before the Lord for their lordships here in the Dome. 
So, text 21 of the chapter 15 of the text of the Canto 1 of the Pandavas retiring timely. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Tadvedanus Tadishvasarato Hasyate so hamrati nirpatayo yata anamanti savam kashanina tadabud asad isharitam bashma hutam kuhakaradam ivo pata usiyam tadvaidanus taish shavasaroto hayaste so hamrati nirpatayo rata ananmati Savam kashinana tadabu asata isharitam basman hutam kuhukaradam ivoptam ushayam tadvedanustaishava saratao ayaste soham ratni nepatatorata ananmanti Savam kashninatat adbuasat isharitam bashman hutam kuhakaradam ivoptam ushayan tat the same they certainly danu te the same bow ishava arrows Saha, the very same. Rattaha, chariot. Hayate, the very same horses. Saha, ahum. I am the same, Arjun. Ratti, the chariot fighter. Nipataya, all the kings. Yataha, whom? Anamanti, offered their respects. Sarvam, all. Kashanina, at a moment's notice. Tat, all those. Abut, became. Asat, useless. Isha, because of the Lord. Riktam, being void. Bashman, ashes. Hutam, offering butter. Kuhakaradam, money created by magical feats. Eva, like that. Uptam, sown. Usham, in the barren land. Translation, I have the same, the very same Gandiva bow, the same arrows, the same chariot, 
drawn by the same horses. And I use them as the same Arjuna, to whom all the kings offered their due respects. But in the absence of Lord Krishna, all of them, at a moment's notice, have become null and void. It is exactly like offering clarified butter on ashes, accumulating money with a magic wand, or sowing seeds on barren land. Again, I have the very same Gandiva bow, the same arrows, the same chariot drawn by the same horses, and I use them as the same Arjuna, to whom all the kings offered their due respects. But in the absence of Lord Krishna, all of them at a moment's notice have become null and void. It is exactly like offering clarified butter on ashes, accumulating money with a magic wand, or sowing seeds on barren land. The purport here is, as we have discussed more than once, one should not be puffed up by borrowed plumes. All energies and powers are derived from the Supreme Source, Lord Krishna, and they act as long as he desires and cease to function as soon as he withdraws. All electrical energies are received from the powerhouse, and as soon as the powerhouse stops supplying energy, the bulbs are of no use. In a moment's time, such energies can be generated or withdrawn by the supreme will of the Lord. Material civilization without the blessing of the Lord is child's play only. As long as the parents allow the child to play, it is all right. As soon as the parents withdraw, the child has to stop. Human civilization and all activities thereof must be dovetailed with the supreme blessing of the Lord. And without the blessing, all advancement of human civilization is like decoration on a dead body. It is said here 
that a dead civilization and its activities are something like clarified butter on ashes, the accumulation of money by a magic wand, and the sowing of seeds in a barren land. Om Ginyana Tvarandasya Gananjana Shavakaya Chakshu Unmilitam Yena Tashmai Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Tatati Swapadandikam Vansha Kalpaturubiya Shakri Pasandubiya Evacha Patita Nam Pavanavio Vaishnavivya Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nidyananda Suyadvaita Gadara Shivasadi Gorbakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram. Ram Ram, Hare Hare. I was born in the darkest of ignorance. My spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my most humble obeisances to him. The understanding of some devotees is that once you've read the scriptures or the shloka, the Sanskrit, the translation and the purport, then one should leave it as it is. But I think we cheat ourselves, and I know we cheat ourselves, if we read and when we read the scriptures and we take it into our understanding of what we've just read and what is being said and guaranteed. Ten people in this temple room can read this. Ten devotees in this temple room can read this. And each one of them will have a slightly different take on what is being read and said. Is it wrong? No. Because it is a realization that only they can experience because their relationship is with the Lord. It is individual. It is unique. And it is complete when we understand the absolute truth, which leads me to expand on what I've read. I could go sentence by sentence, and there is a powerhouse of knowledge in each sentence. But... 
most of the time I'm just overwhelmed with the knowledge that is being given to us in an order that we can or will eventually come to understand. We are experiencing the feelings of separation that Arjun is experiencing. What is important in the first sentence of the paragraph and what constantly puzzles me is that so many people miss this point. That one should not be puffed up by borrowed plumes. Well, when it says borrowed plumes, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the feathers of a peacock. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But I'm taking it a step further and saying that when we are given something, some blessing, some boon, some understanding, some knowledge, some anything that is to our advantage, we should not be puffed up about it. We should understand that it is a blessing and take it as such and share it. Because when I think of how many times, and I know I'm guilty of it, may be guilty of it again, but I try not to be, but I may be guilty of, and I pray it doesn't happen as often as I may think it does, but being puffed up when you have an understanding of something and you know it above others, and it's wonderful knowledge. Sometimes it can't be shared. Sometimes it can be shared in such a way that only a few can understand it, thereby making one feel like, oh, I've got something that no one else has, or this is rare. This is a rare opportunity. We get tested sometimes depending on where our spirit energy is, what we're thinking. We get tested when we are given blessings and boons. The Lord watches how we handle it. When we're given, and we will be given, following the rules and regulations of a God-conscious person, we'll be given blessings and boons. And other things that cannot be seen in our hands, but it can be felt in our hearts. When we are given these things, these blessings, these boons, we are to accept it with humility, not in such a way that we are arrogant or puffed up with it, whatever it is, knowledge, exotic gifts, wealth, family, physical beauty, 
physical strength. Almost an unlimited association of friends with understandings of who we are. Anyone in their own time can sit down and think of the things that they've been given and how they've acted according to what they were given. Now, we're being tested. Say, for example, that, and I'm just reaching out for this one, just pulling it out of the air. But let's say you've been given a very nice job, and it has all the benefits that go along with it. Acknowledgement of a position, Lakshmi, the ability to buy wealth, to have friends, and sometimes they are actually bought friends. But the bottom line that I'm trying to get to is when we are given something, Krishna watches how we handle it. And if we're given something and we can accept the means and the mood in which it is given and handle it properly, then there's a really good opportunity that Krishna will give us more. But when we do not handle with appreciation and respect what we've been given, it is soon taken away. That ranges from knowledge, power, friends, all of the benefits that go along with knowledge, power, remembrance, forgetfulness, intelligence. All of these things are blessings. They are not a given just because we come into the world based on our previous lives. And we've all had different, very different previous lives. It is a dangerous weapon that we use against ourselves when we become puffed up. And sometimes it takes a lifetime to realize that that's where we are. And if we're fortunate enough on our deathbeds, or the times in which we are leaving our bodies, some of us may be fortunate enough to let go all of the egos, all the arrogance that goes along with the knowledge or the wealth or any of the other boons that are given to us. Some of us are fortunate enough to be able to come to terms with it. But speaking of Arjun, he's realizing all of these powers, these energies, all the things that he's been given is from Krishna. It's, as he says, derived from a supreme source. And as long as Krishna allows him to use it, he can use it. And when the use is no longer given, 
or the function, the Lord withdraws it. And it speaks similarly of electrical power. As long as your electrical plug is plugged into the electrical output, whether you turn the switch on of that lamp, timer, radio, whatever it is, you still have the availability of electricity. I discovered that working with the company and later begin to make sense as to why. And um, <laughs> I don't want to hear anything from many power companies, but why you can go away and leave things plugged in and still have the availability of service because at a moment's notice, you can click that appliance, switch it, and you have the electricity. But as soon as that source has been cut or turned off, it is no longer there. Such is the use of the light bulb that's in the, the lamp. It's similar, and it's, it's putting it very lightly, but anything that's in the scripture is heavy. It puts it lightly that it's like the relationship that a child has with a parent when he's playing. There's a time when the child can play to his heart's desire. And there's a time when the parents pull the ability to play away. Maybe say nap time or say homework time or knowledge gaining time, however you want to describe it. I'm trying to remember the song by a group. There's a time to do this, a time to do laugh, a time to cry, a time to uh, weep, mourn. There's a time for everything in particular. When that time stops, whatever that is that one has been given, it's withdrawn. With Arjun, he's relating that he's got the same horses, the same Gandiva bull, the same arrows, the same chariot that he used as Arjun on the battlefield of Kurusetra. However, they are not the same. They don't have the same power, the propensity. They are not the same strength as they were before. There's a time when we shine like little diamonds 
like we're going through life and everything is just in our reach and it's there and it's available and we're getting this and we're getting that and all along the Lord's watching. How is this child of mine handling it? There's a time when it seems like nothing can go wrong. And then comes a time when it seems like nothing can go right. There's nothing wrong with you. It says that everything has a time and a place. And when the purpose of that whatever it is and the time and the place ceases, then there is no need for some of the things that we may have been attached to, which is why being attached is not such a good idea when it's to material objects. The Lord does not discriminate. The Lord gives each and every one of us what we need when we need it. At his time, not our time. And he can remove it. And he will remove it when it is necessary. And this is what our June is experiencing. And it gives us an opportunity to think about some of the things that we've been given And I like to say that most of us, if you're hearing this, you have received a boom of a benefit. You're actually getting an an opportunity to hear from the scriptures, from this fallen soul. I always consider myself a fallen soul until I'm at my original location, but a fallen soul that's in the works of trying to get better. But... When you have an opportunity to do whatever is necessary, to do the needful, to do what each and every one of us has a purpose in life to do, and you use it properly, there are rewards. There are rewards that you may not collect on this material earth, but there are rewards that are given. When you misuse, again, you will get the repercussions of someone misusing something that's very valuable. And to speak of value, this human life is valuable. What is it, 8,400,000 different species? Those are the opportunities that we have to reach this human life form. The demigods have a desire to take birth on earth so that they can have a material body to leave, to go back home, back to Godhead. Even though it seems like this is a really rough time for us, look at it really clearly. Look at it with spiritual eyes. This is a wonderful opportunity. Any time is a wonderful opportunity when you have breath flowing through your body and you have a material body because you have an opportunity to do some good before you leave this material world. You have the opportunity to study your family history. You have the opportunity reading and hearing from the scriptures to hear pastimes, to hear lessons, 
to hear solutions to problems, they're there. Nothing that anyone can think of is new. Absolutely nothing. Nothing that you can invent is new. It may be new to you. Nothing that you have, nothing that you can invent, nothing that you can create, can create is something that's all yours. We're given the ability from the Lord to produce, to do whatever needs to be done. And sometimes we do things that are not to be done, but then we gain the lessons from it. Saying that the Lord gives us many times to get things correct. That he is very loving. That he knows when we need a lesson. He knows when we need a severe lesson. And he knows, in a sense, how to, how to say this nicely, to break us down so that we don't become so puffed up that we think we're little mini-gods. And there, there are people that actually believe that. But there are so many indications of who God is, and the description is in the Vedas, that no one can pass off as God, which is why it is important, very important, to read Srila Prabhupada's books. But I'm getting off track again of the, the point here that's being made. Arjuna is realizing that all of the power that he has had is no longer there. What is also taking place is that it is allowing us to reflect. Every time the scriptures are being read, we have an opportunity to reflect or we have an opportunity to just Sit there and listen and not think about anything. Always say when something is being given to us that's priceless, and it is the knowledge from the scriptures, if it doesn't make sense at that particular moment, put it on a shelf and revisit it later. This information, these experiences, these personalities, this has occurred over 5,000 years ago. There was nonsense going on at the time the Lord was on the material planet. There was nonsense, and the Lord was present. There was nonsense that took place, and individuals had an opportunity to realize that they were in the presence of the Lord, but how many took advantage of it? I always go back most of the time to Hiranyakasipu and Prahlad Maharaj and the Shringadev. That story grabbed me initially when I read the scriptures because it reminded me of something that I felt I was lacking at the time I was growing up, uh, protection, that powerful figure that saw everything, that knew everything, and that above all else loved you more than anyone could possibly loved you and was repelled or repulsed at the very fact that someone would mistreat you. That, Nishringa Dave, 
that pastime of Perlat Maharaj and Hiranyakasipu grabbed me. Because I cannot say that my life was terrible growing up. Everyone has their own childhood that follows them. Sometimes they never let it go. But sometimes they take from it and take the lesson that was given. Mine is that even though there was a father present in the home, I was fortunate. Father was present in the home, working, all of those things. But sometimes, and that happens today, where a parent is so busy making Lakshmi or money that they forget about the family, that they forget about the needs, the wants, and the desires of the family. So that facet, that that aspect of protection was there when the father was in the house because my father always thought there was no one, first of all, that was good enough for his daughters. And I thought that was kind of sweet, but as I became a teenager, it's like, this is ridiculous. There are other people out here, Dad. But the point is, the Shringa Dave gave me the comfort of that image of the eternal protector, the father, that is always protecting. And I'm getting to the point that Hiranyakasipu was so in the mood of I'm this, I'm that, I'm everything, that he wanted his son, Prahlad, to consider him a god. And the intelligent child that he is, that he was, knew better. You know, they always say out of the mouths of babes comes intelligence. We should listen to the kids sometimes. But Prahlad knew who the Lord was. And my question when I was reading this is, exactly when did it dawn on Hiranyakasipu that he was dealing with the Lord? Was it at the time where the Lord comes out of the column and presents himself and they fight for days? Does it ever occur to Hiranyakasipu that this is the most formidable opponent and that he's about to be beat? He's about to be beat or annihilated. At what point does he realize that this is the Lord? I don't know why that came up and I thought about it, but I did. It's like, these guys, they have the actual physical presence of the Lord in front of them as we have the presence of their lordships here or in our homes on the altar. We're honoring it properly. But we still do not connect with the Lord. At what point did Aranyakasipu connect the dots that this was the Lord giving him the beating of his life? Also, I think of Kamsa, Devaki, Vasudev. Kamsa knew from Narada that there would be a child born of his sister that would kill him. And eventually he came to know that that child was the Lord. It took him a while to put those that information together. But the point is, it was gradual. It was a slow process. Here he is in the presence of the Lord. 
and he doesn't realize it. Does he realize it when he hears that gigantic bow being broken in the wrestling arena by the Lord? I mean, the sound from the scriptures in my understanding is that it was a tremendous sound. How could you miss it? I like the way they describe. The scriptures are described in such a way that it gives us an idea of what took place so that we can feel it deep in our hearts and try to relate to it as best we can. At what point did Kamsa realize when Krishna had him in the wrestling arena that he was being annihilated by the Lord? What exactly does it take? But you think about this a little bit further, and you understand that Kamsa must have been a liberated soul in order for the Lord to fight him in such a way that he took his life away. He took his life heirs away. When did he realize as the life heirs were escaping his body that he was being annihilated by the Lord? All of that was for purpose. He was, uh, Hiranyakasipu had a purpose at that time. It was, it was no accident. It was all planned. Krishna sets out different pastimes to give us lessons. And of course, anyone that Krishna annihilates is liberated. To take it one step further, and, and that was the point that I was going to start off with, but I wanted to be a little bit softer, is that everything that happens is the result of the three miseries or miserable conditions, the miseries. Adiatmaka, Adibotika, and Adidevika. Adiatmaka, things that we bring upon ourselves from previous lifetimes. Adibotika, things that are brought upon us by others. Friends, relatives, neighbors, other countries, the population in which we live, we share a karma. Adidevika, providence, things that are brought on by demigods. Tsunamis, hurricanes, storms, drought. The barrenness that is being allowed to take place. None of these things can we attribute to only the Lord did this. There's a connection. It's not Uh, it's not like we didn't have or someone that we know or someone that we're not familiar with didn't have a hand in it. But, and that's going to come back as a question from someone, and I am happy to elaborate on it. But in the situations that have happened in life, the wars, the plagues, 
the viruses. These are not accidental. None of them. And I remember reading once in uh, the newspaper where a famous actress was in another country. And in that particular country, they were having some severe issues with poverty, uh, with the lack of um, natural resources, crimes. You name all of the things that would make us lock our doors. And these things were taking place. And that particular person told the powers that be in that at that time that it was because of the way they lived, their karma. And I believe that this particular actor, actress, was banned from that country. And when I read it, fortunately, I read it as a devotee, and I could relate to it. And I'm saying that to say, whatever is taking place right now is an opportunity for growth. There is something that can be done even on our level and even on a smaller level to enhance the outcome based on Krishna's mercy that we should take everything as an opportunity for growth, that even as we're reading the scriptures and we're understanding that Arjun is remembering now, maybe he remembered it when he had the association of the Lord, but he's really remembering it now. Boy, do I miss my best friend. I miss him because there was so much I was able to do when he was here. Now, no matter what I do, it's not turning out the way that I want it to turn out. It's not happening. My powers, my strength, my potency has been withdrawn. And we will all experience that to some degree in our lives as we leave these temporary bodies. There will be a time where we shine like diamonds, where we have so much power, so much this, so much that. And depending on how we handle it is the way that we will leave this world. Now, if you handle it in such a way that you're appreciative of it and you recognize it as a blessing, then the chances are pretty good that, of course, you will have a most loving very loving individual that escorts you to your destination at the time that your life airs leave your body. That was a lot, a long way to say you will have the association of a devotee or of the Lord himself or of your Guru Maharaj to escort you as your soul is leaving your body. Everything that we do based on the intelligence that we're receiving from the scriptures will have an impact on our life from the point in which we have that intelligence. Okay, if that didn't make sense, put it on the shelf or ask me later and I'll explain it. But the point is we should cherish we should relish whatever it is that we're being given. Even if it seems like it's something that's not to our benefit, 
Let's make it to our benefit. What is that old saying? When you get a lemon, make lemonade. When you get a situation, everything that happens, whatever it is, if we look at it in a spiritual or a transcendental way, it's an opportunity for growth. If you don't think it is, think of the last two years. How much have we grown from the things that have occurred? How much did people grow during the Black Plague? How much did people grow or experience during the wars that came across? How much stronger you hear people talk about their grandparents or great-grandparents becoming based on the hardships to mimic a, a particular song. You have to have a little rain in your life to appreciate some sunshine. No, I'm not being mean. The point is we're going to have challenges and we need them in order not to take advantage of things that are happening so that we don't take it as a given. Whatever we have in this material world, whatever happens, it's not a given. It's based on your previous life, your past karma, how you're handling what's taking place right now. Look at your life as a director is looking through the scope of a camera. You have the opportunity, especially when you're given such knowledge, to base your life in such a way that it will be of a benefit not only to you, but up to someone else. Take advantage of it. When you're given something, give back. Don't close your hands. When you're given wealth, when you're given love, when you're giving something of benefit, don't just hold it tight to your chest. Let it go. If you want something, place yourself in a position to have it. Place yourself in a position that you surrender in such a way to the Lord that if it's something that you're supposed to have, you'll have it. And when you put it in the hands of the Lord, it's going to be better than anything you could have imagined. Even as Arjun is finding out all of these things that he seems to be lacking right now, we'll find out later as the Vedas are being read to us, that there was a purpose behind all of this. But at some point in your life, as is mentioned in the scripture, there are some things that will have absolutely no purpose to us that had a purpose before. And they say it in such a way in the scriptures is, it is said that a dead civilization and its activities are something like clarified butter on ashes. No purpose, none whatsoever. The accumulation of money by a magic wand, no attachment to it. It's What is it, abracadabra? Boom, it's there. What attachment do I have? It was not received in such a way that I have learned something from it. It means nothing to me. Throwing seeds. On a barren land, nothing. What exactly do we expect to manifest or fructify from that? What I am feeling or getting from this particular shloka 
or particular text is that we should actually be prepared at some point in our lives to have a realization that wherever we are, this is something that is an experience that we're supposed to have. And to the degree that we experience it is ultimately in the hands of the Lord. But also, the experience that we're given is given to us to learn from. There's a lesson behind it. The lesson may be right now, this is what you need and this is what I'm going to give you. And make the best of it. Because at some point in time, you won't have it anymore. Now, that may not happen to everyone, but the point is we should be prepared as devotees of children of the Lord to know that there will be stumbling blocks, there will be challenges. We are in the material world. Things are going to happen that do not necessarily make sense to these material bodies, but they happen for a reason. But they are not situations that should break us down or break us apart. When you take shelter of the supreme personality of Godhead, you will understand it's for a reason. The one thing that I pray that I ask that anyone that is listening hears is that you never, ever, ever let go of your faith in God. You never, ever, ever let go of the lotus feet of the Lord. And try not to ever let go of the association that the Lord provides you with. Of those devotees. Of those helpers that help you along the way. Because, depending on how you lived, and I remember hearing someone say, if you live long enough, this will happen. If you live long enough, that will happen. But if you live long enough to understand the intelligence in which you've been given and the knowledge in which you've been given, you'll understand that the Lord has given us so, so much. And if our focus is not where it's supposed to be, we'll miss it completely. The Lord's always sending someone to assist. Always. Always. Always, no matter what's going on, no matter what you're going through, don't ever think you're alone. You've never, ever been alone in your life, ever, ever. The Lord has always been present. It's just a matter of connecting with him. And with God consciousness, with Krishna consciousness, you have an excellent opportunity to connect with him. Not only do you have the connection in the heart as a paramatma, But we have the opportunity in so many ways, in so many countries, to have the darshan, the audience of the Lord. And we miss it. Some of us come to the temple or see the altars in our home and they think, oh, these are dolls. These are playthings. These are not dolls. These are not playthings. The Lord is in each and every one. of the forms that are presented in front of us. He is there. And only if you have developed a relationship, a relationship of definitely surrendering to him and understanding that you don't know everything, that you are not everything, 
will you experience the Leela, the relationship with the Lord? I was going to try to make this, um, I was going to try to make this really, really quick, but I just always like to share an experience. And when I say share an experience, it's, first of all, everybody's special. Every single one of us has our own special relationship with the Lord. So what happens to me or what happens to you, particularly if it's good, isn't just because it's you. It's because of the relationship that you have with the Lord and all of us have the opportunity. When I mention that the Lord is always there and he's always present and he's available when we need him, I have to share with you just quickly And I don't think I'm going to step too far away from the topic. Oh, gosh, I have gone off track. But let me just share this um, so that you'll know that what we're reading in the scripture. And I'm sure everyone that reads that has an opportunity to come before you, it's had an awesome experience, a relationship with the Lord. Quickly, I was in India at the time. Um when the uh, uh, the installment of the Panchatattva, I had left the um, the installment of the Panchatattva in Mayapur and gone to Vrindavan. What an awesome experience to be in the temple room when the curtains opened and to be in front of the Lord, within feet of the Lord outside of his altar, that close. I had that opportunity. What ended up happening, there's so many Leelas, there's so many things that took place. I don't have the time to tell it, but I'll be very happy to share from time to time what happened. But the one thing that happened is in Vrindavan, I'm sitting on, no, I'm standing up against the... um building that housed the uh, Samadhi of Srila Prabhupada, looking at the entranceway of the Vrindavan temple. And all of a sudden, everything turns to its true color. I saw colors that were not the colors my ordinary eyes saw. I remember seeing an orange color, sorry, that was the most brilliant color. Everything was perfect. Everything was absolutely perfect. And then I lost consciousness. Um, I remember having a bottle of water with me at the time because, um, well, it's always good to carry your own water. But whenever I came to, I had the opportunity of saying I lost consciousness in Vrindavan on the steps of Vrindavan, but I'm digressing. The point is, I was of such a state that I couldn't remember where I was. Here I am in Vrindavan. I didn't bring anybody along with me except the Lord, and that's the best person to bring along with you. But in that state of semi-consciousness and unconsciousness, the Lord presented an angel that presented herself. I'd never seen her before, but she immediately appeared alongside me, a very dear individual. Everything about her emanated warmth, love, compassion, 
and she took it upon herself to care for me, to make sure I was okay, um, to take me across uh, the road to have uh, more water, because at the time, I guess they used most of the water in my bottle to bring me back to consciousness. And what is the first thing I say when I wake up? <laughs> what happened to my water? <laughs> it's like, do you realize so much could have taken place when you lost your consciousness? But anyway, getting back to the point where Krishna sends this angel, she appeared. She was there for as long as I needed her. To this day, cannot tell you what her name was. But as soon as I was okay and Krishna understood I was okay, she disappeared. Never saw her again. The point I'm trying to make is that even when you believe a little bit in the Lord, surrender a little bit to the Lord. Have a little bit of faith in the Lord. Watch how he loves you back. Watch how he manifests wonderful opportunities of growth for you. Even if things are seemingly unpleasant or challenging, they're opportunities. And it's sometimes difficult to say these are opportunities, especially when they touch the heart. When you lose someone or something, how can you say that's an opportunity for me? It is. It's not one that maybe you were expecting, but if you go into it and stay with it with the Lord, it is an opportunity for you. As Arjun will find out um, as we read on to the scriptures, but the points are we should be very careful. We should be very careful not to be puffed up when we are being given things. We should understand that the Lord will give us what we need when we need it. And when we no longer need it, it will be taken. But we are still in the Lord's graces. It's not that he forgets us, but there's a purpose and a time that each of us has on this earth. And if we're wise, we'll use it the way that we're intended to use it. If you're not sure, take shelter of the Lord. Talk to him. Chant the Maha Mantra. Instructions will come to you when you are settled enough to listen. They'll come. Some of mine, for example, come when I am in solitude, which is why sometimes it seems like I'm a hermit. In solitude, I have so much association with the Lord, with pastime relationships. I have never... And I'm thinking really hard, and I'm going to end at, at, at this point. I have never felt at any point as a devotee with my weak faith that I came in with, I've never felt alone at any point in time because I've always wanted the association, the proper association of devotees, the lessons, the help, the, whatever, whatever, whatever it was I needed, the Lord provided it. And all I ask, and all I continue to ask, in the most humble manner, is chant the Maha Mantra, even if it's one mantra a day. Read Srila Prabhupada's books, even if it's one sentence a day. Hopefully it's one paragraph a day. Have the 
proper association of devotees, have someone that is trustworthy, someone that you've asked Krishna to send you to help you along the way, and take the opportunity of listening to senior disciples, gurus, sannyasis that come when we need them with additional information on the scriptures. Don't waste a moment of time in these bodies. Don't waste the opportunities that we have. But understand that no matter where you are, God is. And additionally, I will always ask that during these times, reach out to someone or ask someone to reach out to you or put yourself in a position so that someone can reach out to you because these are trying times and we need to check on each other. I'm hearing too much, as most of you are, about people that are losing their lives, that are taking their lives in a time when they really do not grasp the understanding that they are not alone. And if that is a situation with anyone that's listening, please reach out. Please pray to Krishna for someone to be there for you. But please never, ever leave the shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You may not ever get the opportunity again. So I'll end at this point. Um, I know you just came in, but is there anything you want to share? Otherwise, we'll end at this point. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Sri Sri Radha Chanji Dam Ki Jai.